and welcome to Scale Your Sales podcast, listed in 2020 as number eight of 42 best podcasts for every sales professional. I am your host, Janice B. Gordon, the customer growth expert and author of Business Evolution, Creating Growth in a Rapidly Changing World. I created Scale Your Sales Framework to develop leading edge capabilities to secure, retain and grow key customer relationships for long-term value and partnership. Join me each week to learn from amazing B2B sales and business experts and influencers. Tune in for actionable insights and strategies. Are you ready to scale your sales? My next guest has helped Fortune 500 clients as a global sales executive for over 20 years. She is Chief Learning Officer with Sisters in Sales, which empowers women of color across the sales sector. She prides herself on changing mindsets as well as inspiring others into action. Author of What is in the Cards, Five Post-Pandemic Sales Strategies. I think you've got it there, haven't you? I do. (laughs) There we go. What's in the cards? Thank you. Welcome to Scale Your Sales podcast, Sherilyn Castleman. Thank you, Janice. I'm thrilled to be here. It's lovely to have you because I know we've been circling for such a long time. And I, I think I have attended, well, I know I've attended some of the sisters in, in sales. Brilliant work that you do there. Um, but first of all, this area around diversity, because I know that, you know, that's one of the areas, women in sales and diversity that we've we've been circling with. So that's where I want to start this conversation. Okay. And ask you about what has changed. Have we gone far enough? Is there more to go? What are the strategies that you're using? Because I know you're going into companies and you're talking to them about this very area. So I I, I find companies are saying, yes, we, we're ready. We're ready. Um, Bar- um, ben and Jerry's had a statement that said silence is not an option. But what's missing is, so what do we do with that? So companies are saying, okay, we don't want to be silent. Managers are saying, I don't want to be silent, but what do I do? So a couple of things that I do is one, I teach how to have safe conversations. Um, and the second thing is I encourage people to hire people that don't look like them. I always laugh. Um, I don't know if you, if you know her, Angelique Slagle. Mm-hmm. Angelique Slagle is a current um, head of SAP Success Factors. She managed over $992 million in business. She has over 600 million users on her platform. Angelique started as a secretary. 20 years ago at IBM, saw what the salespeople were driving, decided she wanted to drive that. And I say to people, Angelique also has five kids. On Friday afternoon at 3 o'clock, Angelique is not going to the bar with you. She may not fit culturally. So Connect with people on LinkedIn who may not look like you. Connect with people that if you want to build your network so that you can hire from your network, broaden your network. So that's one of the the first things I do. We at Sisters in Sales work with companies on how to attract, hire, and retain um, women of color in sales. And so um, we have lots of strategies that we work with companies on. But the other thing that I do is I talk about safe conversations. And what I talk about with safe conversations is it's an acronym and it stands for, S stands for stance. If you are a manager, if you are a leader, take a stance. Let your team know 
what you will not tolerate. A stands for appreciate. If you are not black or brown, you have to appreciate that your experience is different than mine when you leave the office. And what I mean by that is I, I share a story that um, I am a motorcycle. Uh, I love riding my husband. We ride motorcycles. And so, you know, I have black pants and black boots and the big padded shoulder jacket with bright yellow. And when I get off the motorcycle, I put on a baseball cap because I have helmet hair. And I went into a Target, a local store here in the States, and um, in, in the white neighborhood. Now, everybody in Target wears red shirts and khaki bottoms everywhere. I am in my motorcycle gear, and a white guy comes up to me and says, do you work here? And he got in my face and got very angry because I wouldn't help him. He just knew that I had to work there. And so I share this story to say, if you are not black or brown, when you go out into the community, your experience is different than mine. You have to appreciate that. F stands for feelings. Be in touch with your feelings and be, be um, vulnerable in how you share that. And E stands for empathy. And one of the big things I talk about um, in my book and for anybody who's selling as we're coming out of this pandemic is empathy. And, and the reason what I, what I say about empathy is, I don't know about you, um, Janice, when you first started selling, but I was taught the feel felt found method. Mm -hmm. Are you yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. I, and you, and you say to somebody, I know how you feel. I have felt the same way. Here's what I found. And I found that our solution solves every problem. Well, that's not empathy. Anytime you start with the letter, the word I, you're not being empathetic. And so I tell people, just be present with people. And so if you can take a stand, if you can appreciate that our experiences are different, if you can be okay being vulnerable with your feelings, and you can be empathetic, you can start having some of these safe conversations. I think it's interesting that especially sales leaders uh, and, and managers have to be okay with themselves. That's where this start. You have to be all right with yourselves, even if you... Right. You've had, you know, we've all had limited experiences, but we put all the limited experience and then we've had a wealth of experience together. But being OK that, you know, your parameters are there and being willing to step out of them and say, look, my vulnerability is I only know this. I've only experienced this. Right. But I'm OK with that. I feel fine with that because I'm stepping outside and asking you to help me to explore the rest of the world that I don't know. You've got to be comfortable with yourself first to do that, to allow your vulnerability to come out. So how do you kind of, and especially if you're in a leadership role, they may feel that they're going to be judged by that when they let their guard down. So how do you get past that? So it's, it's okay to, um, so especially right now, when we are coming out of when everybody has been battered and bruised from this pandemic, Every single one of our clients is different. Everybody's experience, you know, I mean, whether you are um, selling with your toddler under your desk, or in my case, selling with my musical theater daughter doing her dancing on her above my head in the, you know, in the kitchen while I'm in my office, you know, whether you are worried about an elderly parent in a nursing home and you can't visit them because of the pandemic. Every one of us is feeling emotions that we haven't felt. Every one of us is overwhelmed. And so sharing just says, I'm human. So I, I think because all of us are human and all of us have gone through this, people are not going to harass you about that. And if you treat everyone like, and you have to remember, everyone is somebody's daughter or son or husband or wife or grandparent 
or sister or brother, treat everybody the way you would want your family treated, and they will treat you that way. And so that allows you to be vulnerable. Do you think that this is almost like a window of opportunity where people can are allowed to let down their guard and not be judged by it because we've all experienced this trauma together? And if you kind of miss the bubble, if you think, you know, I'll do it in a couple of years, it's kind of... you. You haven't almost exercised that muscle and it, it's going to be a bit strange then. Right. And, 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 and you're right. For some of us, being empathetic is new. And so one other tip that I have is start with empathetic listening. And what empathetic listening is, there's three levels of listening. A lot of salespeople, we learned one and two. So first level listening is what I call restaurant listening. And it's when you go to a restaurant and they say, we have steak and salmon and we have roasted vegetables. And in your head, you're going, well... I really don't want steak. I had fish yesterday. Maybe I'll have the roasted. You're talking in your head. You are not listening. A lot of us, that's level one listening. That's how we listen. Level two listening is what I was taught originally in sales, and that's reflective listening. Somebody says, oh, I'm really sad, and you say, oh, I hear you feeling sad. You just reflect back what they said. Level three listening is empathetic listening and is listening for what's going on between the words. And the best way to do empathetic listening is to pause. And what I encourage people to do is what I call box breathing. Take a deep breath in, hold it for four counts, breathe out for four counts, and hold that for four counts. What box breathing does, even if you just take one or two, it brings your heart rate down, it brings your blood pressure down, it quiets your brain, and allows you to actually listen to somebody. And listening and truly listening to people is one of the most empathetic things that you can do. And so I tell sales leaders, sales managers, sales professionals, listen to each other, listen to your clients. Then they will solution with you. And then you're not selling. If you connect with them, and we all know have something to connect about, okay? Every one of us has been touched by this pandemic. So as we're coming out of the pandemic, just listen to people, connect with them empathetically. And like I said, if you have, if, if being vulnerable is something that you're not comfortable with, then start just with empathetic listening. Lovely, lovely. So let's talk about your your book, Cards. What does that stand for? The five post-pandemic sales strategies. So the cards comes from um, an article that I read originally put out by Harvard Business Review in May of 2020, where they looked at the skills that actually women have when they sell. And, they, and it said that going into 2021, women will outsell men because we are, there are about four or five qualities. And so CARD stands for collaboration, analysis, relationships, development, and strategic. And these are areas that women have historically excelled at over men. And these are the skills that you need to sell coming out of the pandemic. So when you think about CARDs and you think about collaboration, Rather than um, one of the things that I do is I challenge people. And one of my mentors years ago told me, Sherilyn, if you criticize people, you raise their defensiveness. But if you challenge people, you raise their game. So when I was thinking about this, I, I thought, what if instead of how we have historically sold, where we spent 20% of our time building relationships and 80% of our time selling, Janice, what if we flip that and we spend 80% of our time getting close to problems and then 20% of our time solutioning with them? And so that's what collaboration is. It is 
connecting with clients, collaborating, solutioning with them rather than selling to them. Analysis is thinking about things more deeply, um, looking for root causes. Um, and then R stands for relationships, which we've talked about, listening, connecting, building a relationship with somebody, understanding if, if you're, working, you're working with somebody and they're distracted, understanding well, what's going on. Do they have their toddler under their desk? Um, are they worried about a family member? You have to connect with them there before you start solutioning with them. Um, the other, um, when you think at development, women tend to be more open-minded. Be open-minded. Be open to new experiences. Be open to new ideas. One of the things I challenge people to do is go and get a perspective from somebody who doesn't look like you. Get a, if you're a male, get a woman's perspective. If you're a woman, get a man. If you're elderly, get a, get a, get a teenager's perspective. Um, be open to others' perspectives. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. And finally, S is strategy and strategic. And what strategy is to me is it's about visioning. And so one of the exercises that I encourage people to do, whether it's with your team or with your client, is I talk about wish, wild wish, and fantasy. Mm -hmm. And so I say to a client, and I've done this with um, the president of, a, of one of the top health insurance companies here in the United States. Um, instead of saying, you know, well, what are your goals? I say, well, okay, Janice, what is your wish? <laughs> and then I say, Janice, if we can make that come through, true, that's easy. What is your wild wish? And then once Janice tells me her wild wish, I say, Janice, what is your fantasy? And if you ask clients what their fantasy is around where their, their problem is, they will tell you what their solution is. Then you just work with them to make that happen. You're not selling. You're just solutioning with them. So that's part of the strategy. Yeah. So that's what CARD stands for. It's collaboration, analytical, relationship, development, and strategy. So in the book, you um, discuss those things, but give people the tools in order to apply them. Correct. So um, for each of the ones, so under collaboration, I talk about how to connect with people, how to connect with people on a Zoom call. One of the things that I do on a Zoom call with every, every Zoom call, I start by saying, um, you know what? I, I, you know, one of the things that I love doing is I love going in the kitchen and making reservations. Because that's the best thing that I make in the kitchen is I don't cook. All I do is make reservations. They chuckle. It makes them laugh. And then I say, one of the things that I'm hearing from most people that I meet with is they've had a new or unusual cooking or dining experience since the pandemic. What's the, what's the, what's the coolest dining or cooking experience you've had? Yeah. And so people tell me what happens is people are not Zoom fatigued. People are fatigued about, oh, we're in a pandemic. Oh, how, how, how are you? This is horrible. Figure out a way to make people laugh. Figure out a way to connect with people. So I talk about that as an example under collaboration on, on ideas, how to have better Zoom calls, how to connect with people, um, you know, how to listen, how to tell, how to, how to have better relationships, how to get people to tell you about their vision, um, how to have a good enough is an attitude and, and make things better. So those are things that. Do you know, I think you're absolutely right. You, uh, the, the clients that are easy to get through are the ones that enjoy the conversation. You know, we kind of need a bit of light relief from the kind of the drudgery of the day. We all have too much on our plates. We were talking about that before we, we started recording. And so, you know, if a call's coming through for someone that's just going to be a bit of light relief, right. you know, that's going to lift your day, um, then you really want to have, have that call if you can possibly have that. 
often I get clients that will say, okay, so what are we here to talk about? You know, they're asking me to, you know, whatever it may, may be, you know, let's, now we've had the fun, they're okay. eager to get the job done. Um, you know, so I think it's a good strategy to have to actually think, well, okay, I'm going to lift someone's day. I'm going to have some fun with them. I'm not waste their time and allow it to go on for too long. But, you know, you're you're more likely to be able to get through to them, you know, going forward into the future, aren't you? Right. And then and then after they've chuckled and you guys have connected um, on whatever whatever you, you you started with, then I encourage people to do what I call the four F's of a discovery call. And the first one I ask people is I ask people, okay, let's let's just be honest. We are in a pandemic. What was it like the first time you did X in the in the pandemic? So what was it like the first time you talked to a client? Or what was it like the first time you did in in, in your case, Jana, a podcast? Mm. And 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 because everybody's experience is different. So ask them to share with you what was the first time like. The second question I ask is what was your failure? So now that we've been doing this, we've been doing things differently. You know, Janice, I'm sure you've had a failure podcast. So what was that like? What was your failure? <laughs> the next one I asked is, what was your finest? So the third F was, what was your finest? And I would say, Janice, what was your finest podcast? What was the best guest you've ever had? And then the final question I asked is, Janice, what would your future podcast look like if you could control everything? Mm-hmm. Now, what I've done is I've learned how the pandemic is impacting you. I've learned what is your bane of your existence? What really hurt? What you're really embarrassed or what really hurt or what's really broken because of this? What you feel really proud about and what, what, would, be, what would be the perfect solution? And can you see from once I have those answers, how I can very easily start solutioning with you? Yeah. I would say, well, Janice, how would you go about making that happen? What would, what would you need to make that happen? Yeah. I'm not selling. I have... I have, and I would say, I really want to know what your experience was. Mm. What was it like with your worst podcast? You know, mm. um, and those are the questions that I ask. So I start with connecting, making yeah. them feel good, go into the four Fs so that I can do the, the 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 discovery. I talked about the pandemic without saying I know this is horrible, but what was your failure? We all had a failure. We yeah. all had something because things have changed. Mm. And I, I promise. And I promise you that everything about your clients and customer behavior today is different than it was in 2019. Mm-hmm. 100% guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. Which is why you need to de- go through discovery again. This is a whole new world. Don't rely on what's in right. your, your CRM system, you know, t- beginning of 2020, because, you know, everything's changed, doesn't it? Yeah. You need to rediscover. And that's why I encourage um, the clients that I'm coaching or any, anywhere that I'm doing sales kickoff um, training or coaching. I was like, you want a great opportunity? Call every one of your clients and have this and, and use the four Fs. You'll be, they will be so thrilled that you just call. You're not calling to sell. You just call, hey, I'm just calling to see how you're doing. I just want to find out. Just I have four quick questions for you. What, you know, I just want to know what's changed. Yeah. And they will tell you if they have a gap and that they need more services or they need to upgrade or they need more product or you have a client that maybe didn't need your product before. Now you come in and you just ask these four questions. You may find out that they have a gap and they're ready to help solution with you. Excellent. Wonderful. Thank you for that. I'm, I'm going to use that. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners will, too, along with yeah. buy, buying your book. 
So, you know, tell me what's one tried and tested strategy. And I know you've given us a lot. <laughs> uh, one tried and tested strategy you would offer listeners to uh, help them to scale their sales. Um, so one of the things that I would say, and this is, I know this is, may sound a little, I may, I think this may sound corny, but I think that if you think about your lived experiences, every one of us has a superpower. Step back, think about what your superpower is and leverage that with your vulnerability when you're going into sell. If you connect with people, connect with people. If you are great at finance, read the financials, find out what's going on with your, those companies and do your research. You know, immerse yourself in your client's world. Um, you know, one of the things that I talk to people about is just, you know, just d diving into your client's world and, and finding out what's going on with them and leveraging your superpower. And if you don't know what your superpower is, real quick technique is send an email out to five, six of your colleagues or friends and ask them, hey, tell me what are three things that I do well and remind me about one positive experience that we've had. Once those emails come back in, take that, copy it, drop it in your phone in your notes section. And if you read through there, your superpower is sitting right in there looking at you. Take that and let that be your superpower and let that be as you reinvent and as we reimagine and return coming back from this, this pandemic, use your superpower because that's who you are. And sometimes we forget what it was. Fantastic. That is brilliant. We do forget what it was because we get so bogged down in the day to day and everything like that. So tell me, um, who is your hero or shero? <laughs> so um, Ursula um, Burns is my shero. Um, Ursula was the former CEO of Xerox. At the time, she was the only African-American woman um, head of a Fortune 100 company. And as she was stepping down and moving on to her next opportunity, she was interviewed. And I read the interview and what she said, and they were asking her why there weren't more um, women of color in the C-suite. And she said, women of color tend to go into marketing, HR, or the arts. And that will not get you into the C-suite, that you have to go where the juice is. And I paused and I said, wow, that is so powerful because it is true. We have to go into sales. And we're very quick to say, I don't sell. But I challenge everybody that says they don't sell. And I know your audience are sellers. But if, if anybody who's not in sales is watching this because they're thinking about it, if you've ever gotten a nine-year-old to clean their room, you're in sales. If you've ever gotten a teenager to, up to go to school, you're in sales. If you've ever gotten anybody to do anything, if you've ever applied for a job, you are in sales. We all sell. So my challenge is to everybody listening is you might as well get good at it. You might as well master it because if there's one skill that you will use in every job, it is sell. So learn to sell, master it. Anybody can learn it and you'll get good at it. It will help you advance your career. And so when I heard that, I actually started my own business, coaching and training and helping women that I coach become too good to be ignored. And I want them, whether they're, they're, whether they're applying for a sales job, moving to enterprise sales, or moving into sales leadership, or the C-suite, I want them so good that they can't be ignored. Oh, that's lovely. Wonderful way to kind of end this brilliant session. And thank you for sharing so much of your insights and, and knowledge. So how can listeners get hold of you? And I'll put loads of links in the show notes as well. 
Absolutely. So if they want to connect with Sisters in Sales, um, they can go to www.sistasinsales, Sisters in Sales. Um, join our membership. You can attend all the master classes that I teach. We do Friday forums. I do a virtual event every, every month. Um, I write lots of blogs and posts, and so you can find out what's going on there. If you want to connect with me as far as coaching or training, you can connect with me at masterfulselling.com um, and, and just click on the link there and schedule time and get on my calendar. Or if you want to check out my book, you can check it out at postpandemicselling.com. Um, the, the information about the book is there. There's a video where you can learn more about the book. The book is also available on Amazon. Um, but that's how you can connect with me. Uh, also, connect with me on LinkedIn. I, 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 that's where I do a lot of posting. I talk to a lot of people on LinkedIn, and I would love to connect to anybody in your audience who, um, who wants to master the skills of selling or, 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 or reimagine themselves as we're, as we're coming out of this pandemic. And be too good to be ignored. I love that. Right. I and love that. Too good to be ignored. <laughs> Thank you for being a guest on Scale Your Sales uh, podcast, Sherilyn. It's been wonderful um, hearing your insights, your acronyms, and, you know, um, I look forward to working with you in the future. Thank you. I would love to uh, come back and talk to your audience, and it's been absolutely delightful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Scale Your Sales. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter, Janice B. Gordon, to comment and share. I'd love it if you would leave a review on ratethispodcast.com slash scale your sales. Please subscribe for more weekly expert insights to scale your sales.